Hey everybody, you're listening to the Combo Wombo Podcast. I'm Chip Monk, and with me as always is Mr. Kimpy. What's up, Chip? How's it going, man? What's going on, Rose? It's going good. I'm just out here living life, living <laughs> it big. I went to uh, the store this morning to get like an energy drink. Got that. Pretty happy about it. Uh, which, you know, gave me an idea for like a name for a video game. I won't call it Struggle City. Do we know Struggle City <laughs> okay. 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 taken? Because like the, every other road was like in construction. And I'm like just out here trying to walk. Uh, and like it was nuts, dude. Like there's panhandlers out. There's people just sleeping in the middle of the sidewalk, dude. You know how tired you have to be to sleep on concrete, dude? That's that's <laughs> just straight. No, like cardboard underneath. Just straight concrete. Nothing, dude. Just, yeah, mm. just, uh, just sleeping, dude. Maybe they were dead. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> But they had a blanket, so I'm assuming they were sleeping. Or maybe somebody just saw them and they're like, I'm going to put a blanket over there. Yeah, right. right, Just like that motherhood thing. It's just like, like, I'm no doctor. And they just put a blanket (laughs) over them and just kept walking. Yeah. Uh, So maybe that happened, dude. I, uh, I I gotta say, man, have you have you found that panhandling has gotten has like come back, but like multiplied since uh, pandemic has kind of like the the U.S. seems to have been, been like it's not that big of a deal anymore. But I I feel like like panhandling with pandemic there there was barely any, right? And uh, it's now I feel like it's come back, but it's like multiplied in like just. Uh, I don't I think know. A lot of, a yeah. lot of them, uh, stimmy checks ran out. A lot of unemployment mm. runs out. Like, so when you're unemployed, like your unemployment only covers you for so long, even with like the government shit. Yeah. And a lot of the programs to stop people from getting evicted or kicked out or like you know, all that shit ran out. Like a lot of stuff was only for like eight, nine months. Yeah. Nobody was planning for like shit to last this long. Uh, so they, they, everyone just kind of got left holding the bag and in, in free fall. Uh, I have been doing a non-scientific study of this where I've been counting the amount of people in, uh, or is it, what are they calling it? They're like, they try and give you like some bullshit, like a uh, name for it. And I was like homeless, like they, they don't call them homeless people anymore. It's like uh, some other like bullshit. The, uh, no. s- uh, s- uh, was it socially displaced or whatever? So you're. <laughs> no, it's like, uh, fuck dude. Oh, I wish I remember the term. It was like. There's like uh, several bullshit PC terms for being homeless now. One's like uh, food scarcity. One's like, uh, <laughs> like they're not homeless. They're just like whatever. You know? uh, so anyway, I've just been doing a head count uh, walking because I walk to work. Yeah. And it's about like a three block radius. Uh, when things started, there was about one to two. Uh, last year, 2020, towards the end of it, it was about seven or eight. Uh, and now it's about like 12 to 15 uh, every morning, just counting. It's like wow. usually different people. Yeah. So it's yeah. been on a, on a uphill, like not a good trajectory, you know, uh, in struggle city uh, with, with, there's this um, homeless woman who comes by every summer. Right. Because she, she just, she just uh, like, there was like a, a story on her. Um, about how she scams people. Um, she's one of those that holds up a sign saying, uh, uh, need money for kids, you know, homeless or whatever. And she, she like has her car parked and she has like some kids sitting in the car. Right. All right. <clears throat> and, uh, 
and she's out. She's a she, crisis actor. She's like out, but yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so she's out <laughs> yeah, there. Just, she's out uh, there, later, like huh? <laughs> she's out there, you know, with the cardboard side. Castle, she's bro. collecting stuff, and uh, so <laughs> so she comes by like every summer, right? And then with the pandemic, like your 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 theory of. Uh, of the semi checks running out and stuff, right? I think it holds water because this woman was not back last year, right? And then she's be- okay. and then uh, just the other day I went up to because she she like hangs out by by the Target that's close to me, so I went to Target yesterday, and lo and behold, there she was, you know. And and the worst okay. part, the worst part, so like people who live around here know of her, just ignore her, right? People who don't, you see them stopping all the time. But I've lived here long enough where she got a new car. <laughs> Yeah, and I noticed the, it. The upgraded car. The kids like, have been like the worst. Up. Yeah, the kids have been growing up. You know, um, uh, and the new car. It's legit, like a 2017. So here oh. I am driving. You know, driving around in my 2013, going, "What the fuck?" How dare you, bro? You don't know her circumstances. She's you're, just, you're right. You're right. You know, it's uh, what is this? it's all? It's all a veneer, bro. It's like a lot. Of, people out there putting just veneers on we're just talking about this the uh toxic positivity with like the art community where it's like a lot of support a lot of uh upbeat people (laughs) uh and i was like you know there's there's something about that where it's i don't know i I think like it's good to foster like a a positive community is all i'm saying i think positivity is a good thing and um what's what's interesting though is people don't mm, no i can't i can't generalize and say most people or all people but i i think there's a subset that even when you're in a positive community, they don't provide criticism, right? They're, not yeah. all criticism is negative. I think constructive criticism is something that's needed, especially in the creative community, um, where I think you can admire and, uh, you know, f- like someone's work. But I think if, if, if you're also in that space, you can provide like ideas or things like that. If, the, you know, obviously if the artist is looking for it and I feel yeah. most people who do creative things, um and want feedback right like i i think if you say everything's like cool. i just i literally just watched like a youtuber talk about this where he's like stop giving fucking unsolicited criticisms and feedback like especially like in this day and age with like uh social media okay uh where a lot of artists are just putting things up uh onto the you know their the grams or their the books yeah and they're they're just putting it out there to be like oh this is kind of what i'm working on uh, and they almost want that one-to-one where they're like trying to build an audience. They're not necessarily trying to get feedback on sure. the artwork that they're doing. So like they can like put something up and then they're getting like all kinds of feedback and stuff. And they're like, bro, this is just a, a painting of, uh, you know, that I did. I'm not looking for a bunch of feedback on it, dude. Got uh, it. But Got it. I don't know. I think- like some things are you know, <clears throat> in your face though too. So it's like, you're putting it out there. Like you're opening yourself up to, uh, a dialogue. I, I think to um, like you're posting a style. I think if if people say this is what I'm working on or testing this, you know, I think that wording opens it up to, as you said, unsolicited feedback. Right? Even if they don't want it, if they don't explicitly say you want feedback when you say working on or testing or something like that. I think when you when you go, go say final or something like that and we were talking about uh game dev last time if we're talking about like uh you know made this for a game jam right um obviously game jams like they're complete for the jam but they're not like a complete project yet so i i feel like like criticism or that and and constructive feedback is can be warranted but i think if you release something that says uh you know full release or something like that then 
you know, you're, you're, if you go back its iteration, it's not completely changing how the boat works, you know? <laughs> like, even that, like, if you look at, like, how a lot of game websites work, like Steam, where, like, they have, like, comments for reviews, basically, where it's, like, uh, when you put a game out there, like, I I don't know, how, like, how many reviews you read through before you decide to buy a game or not, like, Zero. I will some, no, like, yeah, <laughs> I feel like if, the only time I read those reviews is if I'm already not going to buy the game. And I'm like, what are other people saying? Because maybe I'm missing out something. Maybe there's some hidden gem here. Uh, I like those reviews aren't like that great. Or like if there's like a lot of controversy around a game, like with the mm. cyberpunk, like I read through the reviews because I was like, oh, this is going to be hilarious. Uh, yeah, I, don't know, I think like the game website with the best reviews, like if you want like a good laugh is GameStop. GameStop's reviews on their games for people like kids who bought these games are so bad, dude. Like, I wanted to do like a collection of them at one point. I was like, these are fucking <laughs> hilarious. Like, they're so bad, they're good type of thing. Where I was like, yeah. this is, and like, I would like, because I'd be looking at like obscure like Japanese games and stuff. And I'm like, oh, what do people say about this? And they're like, this game's fucking bullshit. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, damn. They're really going at it. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I would say like even if you have like a final product that you're putting out there, there's, there's definitely going to be uh, unsolicited, you know, re- like half the internet now is just like people's opinions. I've noticed this weird trend, and like I don't know if I should tell you this because like once you see it, you can't unsee it. Okay, uh, let's do so, it. Like, let's, let's let's ruin everybody's minds. Right, yeah, Go for it. Let's pull let's pull back the wool here. So I watch like a lot of different like movie reviews, uh, YouTube channels. And people now just say the plot of the movie. Like, that's the review. Those are terrible reviewers, but I, I get this it. Is and all, I know dude, this is a lot of them. A lot. Like, I would say, like, the most popular ones are literally just recapping the movie. Like, if you're telling your friend about a movie and, like, you're trying to, like, tell them the plot of, like, what happens, you're like, oh, yeah. And then, you know, he gets, you know, a, a, a gun and then he has to fight the bad guy and the bad guy shows up. And, He's just describing the literally the plot of the movie, or she, <laughs> yeah. you know, them, they. I'm not, you know, gendering these imaginary <laughs> uh, video critiquers. So yeah, yeah, I think that's that's true. There are two YouTube reviewers who I actually enjoy their review style um, uh, for for like movies. I don't know if I should just say these people. Uh, well, I will. Don't do it, be, dude. We're not no. going to give them clout, dude. You're right. You're right. I'll, I'll, tell, you, I'll tell you off the pod. Uh, no, actually, no. So, so, so for for video games, uh, ACG, I I actually really like his reviews. You know, uh, Carrick, He's like he starts off going, "Oh yeah, this is the review. I purchase all my games. I don't I don't have sponsors because I don't believe in that bullcrap, and I want to give you my honest opinion." I I like his reviews. They're usually long form. He usually, I think he, he always beats the game before he does it you know and if he gets a pre-release copy he gives it away on his twitter so i I like that guy um and uh chris stuckman for movie reviews i like him he's an aspiring movie director um he has some of the same like movie sensibilities i do so i kind of jive with him he really loves horror um he's now directing a horror movie after he went to a convention and met a producer who was working on one so i think that's really cool um his reviews are you know really fair i feel um he whenever he discusses anything like he he had the 
best, like, even if I don't agree with them, um, his explanation for why he feels this way for certain movies, like, uh, like for Black Widow, for example, he gave like a C saying it was like one that of the movie came out. Yeah, it came out on Friday as of this, this time of recording. Is it in, in theaters or is it? It's both. It's um, in theaters and it's on the Disney all access premiere for like I'm 30 bucks. On bootleg, dude, like, you know. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> for zero dollars. But I will say I, I liked Black Widow. I mean, it's it's not movie. it's not one of the it's not like one of the premier best Marvel what movies. But... The movie, bro, you could be a reviewer. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a different that's a different pod, bro. <laughs> but I will I, I will give you the cliff notes and it's uh one sentence cliff note. Spy shit. There you go. <laughs> spy shit. All right, spy yeah. shit. And like like my favorite Marvel movie was Winter Soldier, and that was basic that was spy shit you know yeah. spy shit with the marvel veneer and uh that's what black widow was it's more of and i i loved that movie so i i you know i i thought black widow was was good i didn't think it was the top tier marvel movie it's it's definitely somewhere in the middle but um you know i i enjoyed it uh florence Pugh was amazing and this is turning into a movie review pod so we'll stop there but yeah. <laughs> you know i enjoyed it but those two those two reviewers i think have have a good balance um i definitely feel that what we're missing in this day and age is like a standard what we need to do is write an internet standard rubric like if you're gonna review shit like because like every major publication used to have them right for like even if you like checked out like yeah even newspapers if you're, yeah. Old, if you're that old but it'd be like uh visuals sound design uh you know cinematography uh you know, and then like, so there, there needs to be like, and like, you can do that for video games too. And I think like the website, uh, Giant Bomb does like a pretty good job of that where they'll do they, like their quick reviews and they're like an hour and a half long, like video <laughs> review of like, there, there used like, to oh, be a really, like, a really good review site that went under, um, probably about a decade ago, but Action Trip was a good one. It was like run by like these, the group of people. And then they started having like a lack of, of uh money right so to to bring more people in they just started showing showing like one porn pick a day <laughs> nice. just to get people so it, it was kind of like one of those Slowly. it felt it felt like like a really rogue rogue review like studio or whatever, descent so. into degeneracy it's, dude like, exactly and then they got hate for having slow. pornography so they started doing just like bikini shots but i was just like like their reviews are actually good their posts are actually witty and funny Surprise. but <laughs> just a show, like it's just a straight penis they're like the dong of the day like this is what they did that's actually funny dong of the day would be hilarious <laughs> <laughs> that's some fight club level it's, shit it's, like we got the next that's our that's our next podcast. We're just gonna just do dog of the day. <laughs> uh, then we have to put like a disclaimer. Sound. Like, no ding dong. Like, yeah, that's funny. That's funny. I like it. Boom, dog of the day. Ding yeah, dong. man. So, so what have you been up to other than uh, you know just this grocery store adventure? And, uh, yeah, and speaking of fucking dogs doing of the sense, day, bro, doing a census I of the fucking, homeless. <laughs> I fucking fell into the degeneracy, dude. Of like, I might end up being a fucking homeless here soon, honestly. Uh, <laughs> I saw those uh, those fucking bullshit ads, like the mobile game ads, where it's like you click and you move to, like, a tower, uh, and then, like, you get another guy. I was like, I keep getting these fucking bullshit ads. Let me check this shit out. Because <laughs> so I was on, like, a, I was like, what's the top games here on mobile? Like, what's trending? And that was definitely it, because they've been blitzing the fuck out of the ad campaign. Yeah. Uh so I started playing that, and I played the fuck out of that like the other day. 
uh, where like not like a little bit, like a lot of it. And so like they claim it to be some sort of math puzzler. Uh, and maybe if like you're a child's, if you're okay. a children's, okay. with, like who needs the basic math, uh, it was okay. Like it, it is exactly like what the ad shows. Like it, is this number greater than this number? And then like multiply. Uh, I would say like after level 300, like the puzzles basically repeat. Okay. I was hoping for a more sophisticated solution that uh, was done with programming. But much like me, they don't know like uh, calculus. So they didn't have like the math on the back end do it for them. So they just hard coded it. Yeah. Uh, and that's okay because that's exactly how I would have tackled that problem. I'd be like, nobody's getting up to fucking level 350 in this game. <laughs> right, Come on. Right. You have to be a, a true degenerate to get to this point. Uh, yep. Yep. And there wasn't a lot of ads, which was nice. Like, I was like, I was they like, blitzed man, the ad I campaign, but the game itself doesn't have a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They blitzed an ad campaign, but the actual game does not have a shit ton of ads, at least as of now. Like, that always subject to change. Uh, I don't know, man. So it's a a game in the loosest sense of the term, I guess. Like, I don't know. There's like no real objective, man. It's just about having shit to click on to pass the time. So I played that. Isn't that what all games are at this point, though? Right? (laughs) (laughs) All mobile games, yeah. Yeah. I think they they know that you're probably on there on the toilet or like trying or you're waiting for something, uh, and you got like two minutes to kill. you know what would be Which a I great is, mobile game? Like, it's just uh, a timer that says two minutes to kill, and it's a bunch of stick figures running in, you have to shoot them. That's, a, that's a good minutes. one, but um, like, you, when uh, you, like you press a button, and like, like you, you, there's different modes, right? It's like you're, you're commuting to work, right? You're, uh, you're on the toilet, and there, there's different like, time frames, right? And, uh, all right, yeah. And you have to like... like Beat a high score, beat a certain, beat a certain level, or something like that, right? <laughs> um, and you, and you put your points up to leaderboards based on on how long you took a shit, <laughs> how long it takes you to get to work, you know. And then you group them by that. So I, I thought, you know, only if we uh, hijack their camera, like you know how like when you install a game, it's like give us access to your microphone, your camera, yeah. your contact list, uh, your firstborn, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, if we. If we take pictures of the person while they're pooping yeah. uh, w- without their knowledge. And then I'm like, we have like an Instagram feed of the leaderboard of them. And they're like, you know, <laughs> and like, it's just their picture with their score. Yeah. Cause like you need some sort of like uh, proof or it didn't happen, you know? Yeah. 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 Like uh, I used to, when I actually had to commute to work uh, before working from home, I, uh, I worked in a downtown you know area. So I, I'm like, I'm not, driving myself down there so i would, I would uh, hop the hop the bus and uh, uh i would be playing like my nintendo switch typically um like i beat like full games like uh, to and from work right and uh yeah. and someone someone else on the bus was like that's a great idea like before they were just like like trying better themselves by like reading and like, other things right nice. this dude uh I, the next a, day, there's a lot of um I used to read a lot of books, nonfiction books. Uh, and like, I've lately gotten into like just the fucking word. Like, I, I, you know, I've talked about my, uh, again, this is just like, I get the, my slide into degeneracy where I've been reading like those web novels and yeah. like, there's no value. And I'm like, I'm reading one now. It's called the, the mech touch. Uh, it's about a guy who designs mechs in a fictional world. Okay. But, 
Yeah. Like, there's no value in that. I'm not bettering myself reading Mech Touch, bro. <laughs> it's whack, bro. Uh, so you don't know but what the how much how much fictional mech mech knowledge do you have now? Like if it came up in a in like a party setting, would you be able to just like uh, like if it's on if you're playing Trivial Pursuit, right? Yeah. That's what I that's what I base my entire knowledge base on. On it, can I win Trivial Pursuit? So I have like like I'm a fucking repository of useless knowledge that people right. are like, man, you know a lot. I'm like, sure do, you know, <laughs> just yeah, a lot, <laughs> a, lot of, uh, a lot of bullshit. <laughs> it's weird, right? Because uh, I feel like I'm also in that camp where I also know a bunch of like trivial pursuit level knowledge. Yeah, uh, but like suspiciously too much. <laughs> where it's like it's not fun for anybody else playing. Where it's like this guy's just fucking running the board. Like this isn't. Yeah. This, like there's no contest here. Uh, there was so. uh, there was a that reminds me just a quick story. Uh, my wife and I both both love like movies film and went ranging from you know the early early 30s 20s movies to you know now um we've we've both watched have watched like the afi top 100 movies of all time list and things like that right so we so and, and typically i will watch a movie over a tv show any day and so it's why like a lot of tv series people are like oh these are all great i probably haven't seen this because i'd rather watch a movie um uh, so we bought this uh like like movie trivia game right and we were, right. we were playing it with each other just to just to see how it is before we were going to a, a party with people who are like board games where we're like on the menu and uh and i was waiting and, and my wife was like okay what the hell why do you know all of this it's like it's like i just remember i just have seen a lot of movies and then yeah. she pulls up a card going going okay she doesn't even say anything and and this is we like just came off the shrink wrap right so so it's all fresh for all of us so she pulls yeah. up a card and goes okay you're not gonna get this one. You've never seen this movie. You're not gonna get this in a, in, in a hundred years, right? She doesn't even say like the Michael question. Bay's Ninja Turtles. And she's like, "Son of a bitch, how did you know?" <laughs> she goes, she goes, she goes, she goes. Can you just guess what movie this is? And I was like, "Scent of a Woman." She looks at it. She goes, "No fucking way." And she she shows me the card. And it says "Scent of a Woman." And she snatches the card back from me, puts the shuts the box. We drive back. We but this is at the time Toys R Us is still around. We drive back to Toys R Us and she returns the fucking game. <laughs> it's like this game is bullshit. It's just called uh, Scott wins the game. I don't want it. <laughs> this is ridiculous. So it's like to to lose team it's back. like that. That um, Simpsons trivia are like two games. Like we can't really play. Well, my wife's pretty great at Simpsons, Simpsons trivia as well, so we could go toe to toe on that. But like general movie trivia, like we were at a but uh, before kids and stuff, we were at a bar on like a trivia night, and movie questions the came kids. up, and they told they straight after like three rounds, I won like all three rounds, and the fucking proctor whoever was doing it, you know, goes. That guy can't answer any more questions, you know. So, <laughs> so they just gave me they just gave me free drinks and I, a free meal just to shut me up. Nice, that's <laughs> so, worth, dude. I feel like you truly won, then. I know, I know, right? So, so my trivial pursuit level of knowledge, especially on the movie front, has has worked in life, you know. <laughs> so all I'm saying is that guy on the bus maybe not bettering himself with those books, though. True, true. He's probably he a beast might be at reading pornography, book. dude. Yeah, it's, he might be reading. There is a subgenre of books I have found on Amazon that are about uh, bears and women who fuck bears. <laughs> All right. All right. That's... It's like a whole subgenre. I was like on my Amazon browsing and it was like, oh, maybe you're interested in these books. I'm like, what the fuck, Amazon? What were you reading to have these books come up? 
I don't know, bro. It's like it's AJ like you're just sitting here up. going, "I'm gonna relive my childhood and read a bunch of animorph books." What's up? What's yeah. up? Oh, this dude turns into a bear. Let me look up it's, more bear books, and all of a sudden, there yeah. you go. It seemed like that was the general theme, though. It was kind of like the uh, like werewolves, but like somebody was like, "Werewolves are played out." What about if we <laughs> use bears, bro? Yeah. Uh, so oh, I don't know, funny. man. That's funny. You know, so so I will say this. You know, the one thing that Amazon has done that is interesting is is if you're um, an author, you can actually just publish your book straight to Amazon, right? Digitally. Um, I know they didn't do some fucking cuckery though, too, where they've been like banning books as well lately. They're just like, we don't agree with this person's politics. They're so just rid of their books. Fahrenheit 451ing it just yeah. like, <laughs> digitally. Uh, and people were fairly upset about that, like on, on principle of it, where it's like, uh, yeah. We take that shit pretty serious. Of like, you gotta let me read my bear books and whatever else I want. Exactly. Let me uh, let me pause real take quick. A break. Yeah, pause. yeah, yeah, yeah. So all I'm saying is I don't know anything about the Amazon publishing workings. Uh, <laughs> don't mind the weird edit. <laughs> uh, uh, we had to Gibby's check our sponsorships. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying Amazon's a great platform, but uh, the drone service, <laughs> service the shit. Yeah, right. We got yeah. my uh, what what appeared to be my kids coming down and and uh, saying hello was actually nobody is pointing guns to us off camera. It was, it was actually at all right now. Amazon secret agents, you know, <laughs> dressed like people you know. I turned around, they're fucking <laughs> shapeshifters. <laughs> Oh man! But what I was what I was trying to get to is um, Amazon being um, morphing into fucking <laughs> reptile people. It, yes, I'll um, liberate your package. <laughs> what, what I was trying to get to is Amazon um, lets users have like basically custom content on their platform, right? Yeah, it's um, never been easier to publish. Steam and things you can uh, Steam and the Epic Game Store and stuff you can publish your games to it. Epic Games, I think you have to be published by them because they're curated a little better. But um, you know, essentially, no, they have like a, a deal. Like if you use like the Unreal Engine, they take like less of a percentage. I think it's like uh, ten or twenty percent. Uh, and if you're using the Unreal Engine, I think it's like even less. I think it's like around like five percent. They check these numbers, but like the they give you a deal if you're using the Unreal Engine to take less money, and they already take less money than Steam, than Steam right yeah. now. Yeah, because Steam takes about they 30%, gotta compete. they take 10, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they got to compete because they're the new kids on block, and like Fortnite's been printing them money, and they're like, how can we keep making money True. that's not tied to Fortnite? <laughs> True. Now, uh, like this gravity train's not going to last forever. True. True. So the thing that I wanted to kind of uh, touch on today is um, kind of the death of user created content for you know existing games. So and I'm and I'm talking like um, Bethesda with Skyrim is probably one of the last bastions of mods that are yeah. you know hugely supported by the community. Um, uh, there's the and then like and we come from an era like an era for when we were growing up and things where mods like you weren't playing the vanilla triple a game that you bought no, you're most you likely download. playing it with mods right like yeah. like for half-life for being the, the seminal game that it was uh you're not playing it just for half-life it was just that was just like icing on the cake 
for yeah. of that game being one of the best games of all time, but it was it was one of the best open platforms for other things. Like with with uh, from Half Life, you got say it was like Insidious, where like they were trying to pimp the Source Engine, like uh, mm. Steamworks, where they, it was almost like a demo of what is possible, like uh, with the uh, Source Engine. Yeah, uh, well, it's gold, gold it source at that got, time, which was heavily based yeah. on Quake, the Quake engine. So, and Quake which, also had a bunch of tools mods. for yep. modding. Like, and uh, he's the you same. Going to private servers, well. and yeah, 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 yeah. yep, um, great. So, it was really, a, a golden age. It really. <laughs> Yes. Now we, we we talked before about like the gold source engine and how open it was for map creation and stuff like that. But but not only was like map creation easy, skidding was easy. Um, creating whole different games using the framework of Half Life was. I will say it was not easy, but it was accessible. Accessible for the first yes. time, really. Yes, like, yes, yes. Because like it was still like a pain in the fucking ass. Like you had to name vertices like for the Quake engine. Because, uh, like, the way the 3D models connected were, like, they were, like, separate models. And, like, you had mm. to, like, have proper names on vertices so they would connect to another three-point vertice. Got it. Like, it Because they had, like, give the gibs where, like, things would explode off of it. Uh, so you could, like, shoot off arms and heads and stuff. But, like, those were connected by, like, three points to know, to literally triangulate uh, the positioning. Because <laughs> uh, uh, like, they didn't have, like, a bones, like, structure and things, like, we take for granted with a lot of, like, uh, modern... So well, Half-Life like had skeletal time. animation, though. That was, like, one of the first games with it. Or or yeah. was it just not accessible to the end user at that point? I don't... Does Half-Life... Does Half-Life... Sure. I, I didn't do, like, any character modding for Half-Life, okay. so I'm not too sure. Okay, but, okay. But I Quake. Know, like, <laughs> yeah, I would... Yeah, but for Quake, it definitely did. And I would say that it would use the skeleton for modeling stuff. No? Nah. Hmm. I have it's to hard think to go about back it, 20 but, years, right? <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. yeah. I, I know for a fact that, like, those vertices were a thing because I had to fucking deal with it, and, like, it was for specifically for, like, blowing up things. So okay. maybe it was just the, na- the naming convention or whatever, sure, but sure. Uh, there, there definitely was probably some sort of skeletal meshing by the time Half-Life rolled around, but yeah. Quake 3, not sure. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. So so just, just with that, you had... Uh, and, and Valve was the... F- first publisher to take these user-created mods go, these are good as fuck. These are going to print money if we sell them, so let's buy these these guys who made the mod up. You had, uh... <laughs> oh, we got Chip frozen here. One sec, there he goes. You're frozen on my screen, dude. Oh, really? Oh, whatever. Yeah. I'm not frozen. You are frozen. <laughs> but, uh, so we had, you know, obviously... Like you count- really deep into something. You're like... <laughs> <laughs> Counter-Strike. Obviously yeah, Counter-Strike. Uh... Team Fortress Classic. So Team Fortress originally came out on Quake. So Quake Team Fortress is, is still thriving to this day. It's a, definitely a smaller community, but but it it plays so like differently than the original. But Team Fortress Classic obviously came out and you know had a full release. Uh, Ricochet was uh game made by i think it was three people and i i could be wrong on that but it was a very small team that made ricochet that was very popular uh the original natural selection was there um where it had an asymmetrical style multiplayer mode where you're aliens versus like uh, uh soldiers uh you know you had all these mods uh i think the original chivalry came out is either half-life 2 or half-life 1 i can't remember that far back but but yeah you know it's it's you have these games that that started off as mods that people got paid to to do this, right? Yeah, started so, buying up studios left and right. Like, 
team's always been really good at like early acquisition. Like they bought up like Dota too, like Defense of the Ancients. Yeah, that wasn't even on their engine. They're just like, you know, this is good. Like you said, like they bought up like the other game that was like a, on the Quake engine. Like they're just yep. like, what's working? What are people playing? Like, I don't know. Like if they have like some sort of metrics, what kind of voodoo they're using, like to make their business decisions, like on the back end. But yes, you know, yes. Uh, but yeah, you saw like uh, Bethesda try something similar where they're like, what if we inverted it and we gave people money to keep developing mods for our game? Like, yes. Instead yes. of like upright buying like uh, the studio, because like my contention's always been like, I look at like things like uh, Mario Maker, uh, where like you're creating levels. Uh, we talked a little bit before this about like Dream for like the PlayStation VR, where it's like, yes. Uh, I was watching a, a YouTuber and he was just like, "This is a, an amazing tool, but it's too good." Uh, <laughs> where it's like at some point where it's like all of your creations are stuck inside this ecosystem. And there's, like, no real way to get it out to other people. Like, even for, like, things like Mario Maker, where it's, like, you need to have, like, the level design code to give to somebody else. Or, like, you have to put it up, like, on their page. Like, hopefully people stumble onto it. Yeah. And, like, I know, like, algorithms and stuff are getting better at, like, promoting, like, the the best stuff to make it rise to the top. Uh, And my thought has always been, like, yeah, if you can, you know, have, like, a Mario Maker level and, like, get paid, like, in coins and then convert those coins to real money somehow... (laughs) <laughs> like, you know, like how they do like those shady pachinko parlors where it's like uh, you win the pachinko balls and then you go across the street and they happen to be buying pachinko balls yeah. for cash money. Uh, yeah. For so sure. it's like whatever video game company could figure that out first, uh, their platform will win because it almost feels like that's what uh, Unreal's trying to do with like their Unreal store. Like we we're talking about where they have like promotions and stuff if you're using the Unreal Engine. Yeah, uh, they try and like, you know, they're like, oh, we'll give you a better deal if you just like throw the, your game up on our site first. Uh, yep. So yep. It, it's more of a professional level tool. But like, it seems like people who try it, like we saw like with Bethesda with like uh, Elders, was it fucking. With Skyrim that they're. Yeah, Skyrim. Yeah. Where they had like a shit, sh- where they shit their pants yet again. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, let's. uh put up like uh where you can pay the modders directly for their mods and they'll make money and they had like people submitting mods that weren't theirs and there was like no vetting system and it lasted for yes. like a day <laughs> and like steam was like this will be great and then they're like never mind cancel it we we still offer refunds man this is killing our uh point of sales <laughs> there's <clears throat> whereas before mods were about making your own thing within an engine like you know obviously dota all-stars is is with the last true success of a of a mod becoming bigger than the game itself like uh like i remember warcraft 3 did very well on initial release warcraft 3 frozen throne did very well on initial release um and then you know dota all-stars came out and i remember people buying warcraft just to play dota some people who bought warcraft 3 have never played through that campaign never played the multiplayer for it they've only played dota and that was the only reason they bought it exactly so it's it's like no that will probably never happen again you know where a custom map a custom mod just completely blows up it'll it'll probably never happen again you have i would uh, say that that like a lot of game engines don't even facilitate that anymore at all where they're like oh you know play custom maps custom characters like on in our game and you can just find like matches like that or like they have like a server list and like you can look down and be like who's doing what wacky shit where like you could go play out that server 
Yeah. And you have to download shady packages from like. Uh, yep. I don't know. I don't know if it's because of like the inherent risk or just the laziness. Like, I I think it's it must be laziness because it's hard to program, uh, and it's hard to do like peer to peer connectivity that isn't laggy. Uh, and like, there's also like a an off tour ship where like you want to maintain control. Yep. Uh, I know they also had that problem. We, we, you talked about World of Warcraft or sorry Warcraft three. Yeah, uh, I've been watching a lot of World of Warcraft shit lately because okay. the, they've had like drama with Final Fantasy. Uh, one of the bigger streamers, like Asmund Gold, like went over to Final Fantasy and he started playing there. And somebody was like, "Fuck Asmund Gold, cancel him on Twitter!" Like some mentally deranged person. And then okay. somebody at Blizzard was like, "Yeah, fuck that guy, I cancel him." <laughs> and then so everyone was like, "Bro, bro, you can't be doing that. You're representing Blizzard." Wow. Uh, okay. And then like uh, Asmund Gold's like, "I'm living rent free in these fuckers' heads. I don't. I'm not even worried about it." Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So so anyway, oh uh, yeah, Warcraft Three <laughs> Reforged uh, was Blizzard's attempt to relaunch their the the premium edition, like modernize the graphics, uh, and they put in like a bunch of like bullshit language in there where they're like, "We own your mods." Uh, anything that because they got burned from Dota, so yes. they're like they're like you have to give us right of first refusal if you ever try and sell like any derivative works of this. And like most uh, internet attorneys, I'm not a, I'm not one, nor do I play one on uh, YouTube. But some of the ones who play <laughs> uh, YouTube attorney, they're like, yeah, this is this probably wouldn't hold up in court. You'd probably be fine. Don't worry about it. Like you legally can't do this. And I'm like, I don't know about that, chief, uh, but. Uh, so consult your attorney, I guess, at this point. Like, if you're building stuff like your your Minecraft mods or your uh, World Warcraft three mods, do like. So I know they got a bunch of heat for that. Uh, so it's it's interesting to see where these big heartless corporations, they want ownership of your design ideas if you create them in their ecosystem, which is yeah, which is which is crazy. It is crazy. Uh, so it's it. It's and crazier than us right? wanting to take pictures of people taking shits. <laughs> I didn't say I wanted to do that. <laughs> hey, man, you're the one who suggested, like, hey, I'm, you know, I want an app where I'm on the bus or I'm taking a dump or whatever, man. And, I, you know, I was, you're like, we need a leaderboard. And I was like, we need a way to verify it. Like, true. you know, how else are you going to do it, dude? True, true. Um, the cameras so... are always on, on your phone. <laughs> so always the, uh, watching. True. The thing with the terms of service. Now, the, on the other end too, like people have have stated, like why mods are or full total conversion mods are kind of you know leaving by the wayside is because of uh, cost to develop like AAA style games or, or like the the ecosystem as well. Like most AAA games aren't very moddable because of you know the prevalence of cheats, things like that. Um, I, I, I was just playing Apex Legends the other day, like literally. Ooh, yeah, last I saw two that. days. News, yeah, yeah there, there's so many cheat. Like the fucking servers are busted too, dude. Like they don't even have like, save Titanfall they, they, two, right? Yeah, yeah. or Titanfall one or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, Titanfall one's had like really bad issues for a long time, so they just don't care. It seems like most of their uh, net people are focused on Apex because that's the big game or whatever. But, yes, yes. Uh, so you still get hackers is what I'm saying. And like yeah. even the game out of the box when I was playing Apex, like I tried to do this double jump situation and like climb up to like uh, some scaffolding, but like you weren't supposed to be up there. So it instantly killed me. And that didn't feel good. <laughs> like, we're in like a, a serious match. 
with uh, serious people. And like, yeah. uh, and I'm the least serious. I'm the, I'm the filthy casual at this point. Like somebody was making fun of me. They're like, oh, you're only level 30 in this game. Ha ha ha. And I was like, man, I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that gatekeeping of level is just so annoying to me. It's like your game. How do you want your game to grow? If you're going to make fun of people for trying the game, but this doesn't make sense. <laughs> Never makes I sense. I also would me, say but... like, uh, the game level like doesn't necessarily denote like your player ability. Yeah, it's like you could have more hours in this, but uh, I'm still better than you. Like sure. at the end of the day, like I wasn't dealing as much damage, but I was still getting kills and assists and uh, the le- like least amount of deaths. So it's like, how- explain. I'm like, yeah. why, if I'm if I'm only level thirty, why am I the one reviving your dumbass, dude? You know? <laughs> true. <laughs> but true. yeah, man. So uh, you, you you get hackers, you get people like. Uh, breaking apart games even if you don't have those development tools out there for your game anyway so yeah so why why not add it uh the the thing too is like so the where the modding community went has been like uh steam workshop right um you can make stuff for the game load it in the game and it's usually cosmetic things or in like counter-strike team fortress's case it's maps i think that valve for how faceless they have become have still made strides in keeping this alive you have like every season for counter-strike they they you know go through the most most upvoted uh user created maps and then they will add them to the official rotation which i think is phenomenal and the creators whoever buys the battle pass they get a cut so i I think that that is very solid of of valve you know obviously the end result is more money but for for no work because they didn't you know they they didn't make the map you know but you know it does it does showcase these creators and i know some of the creators who made some of these maps went on to work for valve so you know so so i think i think cases like that like even though valve has become a faceless corporation they they're still some there's some semblance of a heart and life in there uh unreal the other one you mentioned back when unreal tournament was was the king they you know mods were super prevalent there total conversion mods were huge uh, that was one of the engines that and the, and the quake 3 engine were, were some of the most used engines ever you know That's just huge. to make games and uh and unreal also you know supported their mod community you have a uh, uh i want to say reactive drop or something like that or alien swarm i think was initially oh no that was a source game Rocket League. Rocket League was initially started as a Unreal 2004 mod, you know, nice. uh, and then now now they these guys like really like what they were doing and then they ended up making their own studio rocket league did bananas in sales you know and then epic turned around and bought them so yeah i would you know. also say like there's still a fairly big mod community out there like if you like go to like mod db or something like yes uh, yes it's just like a pain in the ass to get the mods in the game i think it's like there's no good front end. Like you have to do like a lot of like injecting or mess with like DLLs. Like, the prop, yeah, uh, yeah. See, old old times like mods, you just like click an installer. There yeah. you go. You know, and, and, like, and the installer was built into the game. Whereas now, but, like you have to download the shady third party installer to like uh, host all of your uh, different mods. Yeah, yeah. I, I I guess I just like I just miss things like where um, everyone had the mod. They were all multiplayer, you know, and you didn't really have to. Like, I'm sure cheaters existed, but you had, like, Punk Buster and other things to, like, kind of snuff that out. But, um, like, uh, Fortress Forever. Have you ever played that? Where it's just, like, a, no. a mod for Team Fortress where it's, like, multi... Yeah, it, it was one of those things where 
that became like a very popular, you know, side side mod. And it was so popular that just people all had it. You know, you didn't have to no one had to jump through hoops to get it. And I think that's kind of where I wanna where I wanna go that and just kind of mourn the loss of that. Because if I'm playing if I'm playing Battlefield, right? Do you remember the uh, Battlefield mod, like the realism mod for Battlefield, where 1942 came out, and then they're all like, "Nah, let's let's make this." So they they completely modded the game to make it modern, and then they made the weapon damage modeling more realistic and everything else. Like, like yeah. uh, and then you know Battlefield Two came out, which was modernized, and then they still made you know for the realism mod or Project Reality for that, and it. You know, then these AAA studios are taking what like what happened in these mods and just making the full thing and then killing these mods, which is one of those things where it's bound to happen, but it's also sad. You know, uh, uh, it's it is, and like it also get to remember, like that's kind of like the weird part of it is like there's like a weird legality of things, like what I said, where like you know they show like with reforging, where like these companies want to own your IP, and it's like if you're modding it. Uh, and you're changing like somebody else's thing. It's like, do you like own your idea or concept is, can they steal your shit? Are you stealing their shit? Or, uh, you know, I was thinking like, um, the fuck was I, uh, there's several different like problems uh, legally. Uh, and it seems like most companies don't want to open themselves up to like licensing out their IP when like you see like even bigger, people running into the same uh, legal problem where they'll make a mod or like a full like fan game. And then yeah. they'll have like a Patreon or something they'll be like, Hey, support me while I'm trying to make this game. I'm trying to live my dream. Uh, and then like you're seeing some people like that get like cease and desist. Uh, they're like, yo, you, this technically falls in you kind of selling access to a game that you, you can't sell a derivative work of like a, somebody else's IP where it's like, you can't make like, you know, not Mario XD Mario 3D, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and like sell that game with like you know using Nintendo's IP. Uh, Nintendo will hit you with that cease and desist. But then there's like a weird legal gray area where it's like I'm not selling the game, but I'm selling for my work. Like, so it, it's weird because people should be getting paid for like their hard work that they're putting into a lot of like these things, but there's no good avenue for them to pursue that. I think yeah. that's kind of like what it boils down to, like kind of our, our general thesis for this episode is like uh there needs to be a way for people who are making derivative work to be able to monetize that if it's good and people want to give them money for it like without bigger companies stepping in uh and it seems like if you're small enough like big corporations don't care but like as soon as like you hit like the zeitgeist are a big enough number they're like yeah we're gonna need everything give us run run them pockets run them (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. Uh, One of the things, too, is, like, gameplay modes. And I think AAA games will benefit from, like, like having a gazillion mutator options, things like that. Obviously, Unreal Tournament, the term mutator came from them. (laughs) Uh, You know, uh, but Halo, Time Splitters were two of the games. Uh, Even, like, one of the, the, like crappy ea produced 007 games came out but there's a there's a youtuber who's been modding shit in fucking halo 2 still and like i've been watching him on youtube yeah i'm out there i'm watching you yeah 
But with, with you know, but with Halo, you had uh, Rocket Race came from it. Uh, Griff Ball like went bananas and and just did crazy. And I like I remember people who weren't very good at Halo who loved playing Griff Ball, and that's all they did. You know, so so it, it's still a playlist that's still pretty populated. It's incredible. No, uh, no this guy's a, doing stuff like what if every uh, missile launcher shout out Shrek. <laughs> It's okay. Okay. So he's yeah. doing stuff like that. He's not making uh, these high end things out there. He's not making art installations, bro. He's making real works. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then there's uh, <laughs> one of the funnest like forge maps I remember playing was uh, this Pac Man map, where it was just the foundry map. Um, one person was a yellow Spartan, the others were the you know classic Pac Man colors. And uh, there you were trying to kill that one person, and then uh, you couldn't kill the other Spartans unless you like hit him hit him in the back or something, or you got like a power pellet, which is like just turned you into a juggernaut, so that you could just kill them. It was super fun, and you could like break the level and stuff. I thought that was one of those things where it's like damn that's very clever you know so so i think having a game with tools inside of it um far cry was one of those games too that had a very but in the past had a very open uh style sandbox of playing around uh then crisis as well there's a there's a game that's a total conversion that's pretty close to being complete now it's been been worked on for like 10 years where uh, uh someone's making like remaking mech warrior in in the cry engine which they obviously mech warrior came back at the time he was making it like mech warrior was like dead in the water and uh machine games or not machine games i forget uh piranha games uh re, you know, got the owned by the people who made dark souls no no what does dark souls own like they own something with mechs. from it's that's from software that's armored core armored core there we go armored core and chrome hounds i was like who the fuck yeah, why aren't they making more Armored Core and Coral Miles? Dude, the Dark Souls are printing money. I know there's been like that's it's been because Dark Souls like, is printing it, money. Just, yeah, yeah, it feels like uh, the Met community is loud, stinky, and vocal. Uh, <laughs> and like I don't know, maybe it's because I've been reading that uh, the Mac Touch, but like it seems like yeah. it, it seems so like there's definitely like bandwagons of like uh, where people are like, we want more Met games, bring them back, it, it, and there's not a lot of them. A lot of like, I would say it's like you know, you're catering to like a hundred thousand people at that point. <laughs> like, yeah, we're gonna buy your game. So mm-hmm. true. I want to say buy that, it. Uh, I'd buy your game. <laughs> I, I definitely see a lot of uh, on the indie scene, like people are starting to make their own derivative, not Mech Warrior, Mech Warrior games and stuff. So yeah, yeah, it's 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 kind of like RTS. There's like a little bit of like a, a flourishing, a flare up of RTSs there for a little bit and like i've seen like a lot of turn-based games right now yeah uh, yeah if i had to, if I had to put a time there, frame yeah. it was like roguelikes and now people are like what if uh there was a big kickstarter that like failed where it was like a turn-based game and so like everyone was like fuck it we'll make our own and it was like several it was probably like a couple thousand projects and like it's boiled down to like seven or eight that actually you know made it to the finish line and they're like now we're releasing bitch and i was like wasn't yeah. that like four years ago and they're like that's <laughs> how long it takes to make a game you fuck <laughs> so, it's yeah. true these are these are people legitimately talking to chip by the way they're like he's talking to- <laughs> yeah 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 no, you're i'm just right. hitting them up in discord i'm like what happened to that game they're like we're still working on it there you go there, there's you're right uh rts's are coming back in the like indie space 
uh, well, we'll see. And, and, you know, AAA, they're coming back, too, because Microsoft is about to drop Age of Empires 4, which is the first major RTS release in a while. And I want to say, and, and, like, to- obviously Total War has come out still, but I'm talking traditional RTSs, you know. I mean, you know, they had Warcraft Reforged, they had the Command and Conquer remake. It's like, just remakes, so it's not a new yeah, game. They, yeah, they're throwing out re- <laughs> I mean, they got the, the Diablo... That's not an RTS, though. That's an action RPG. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, they've been dropping the balls left and right. Blizzard has been, and I don't know, man. People are looking forward to that game, and I'm not. I'm like, how are they going to fuck this up? How are they going to (laughs) fuck up Diablo 2, one of the best games ever? Yeah. I I I have cautious optimism with that. (laughs) The bar has been set so fucking high. Uh, What's the famous, like, Blizzard quote? It's like, we didn't live up to our own high standards. (laughs) <laughs> right, right, right. Which is which has like now become just... their mantra, right? It's it's yeah. like on their masthead now. It's like we didn't live up to our own high standards <laughs> with the list of games that just fucking disappointed, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Heroes of yeah, the Storm, yeah. Warcraft Three Reforged. I'm yeah. one of the few that liked Heroes of the Storm. I thought it was a good concept. I don't think I think what they they fucked up. They split the player base too much. Yep. There's like one good game mode, but they made like eight different game modes. So it was like you can never find like a really good match in their ma- like rank matchmaking based system. matchmakers. Yeah, it was kind of shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I have to yeah. ask, you know, we're we're to the point where we should be uh, thinking about wrapping up. Wrap it up. Um, as far as as uh, like total conversion mods, things like that, user created content. Um, is there anything that you played back in the day that you would love to like, like re re you know just reminisce about? Um, is there any game you think that uh, that's currently AAA that you think if they open up to the mod community would take that uh, game to higher higher points? Anything like that? Yeah, I mean we kind of uh, touched on a couple of podcasts, but like definitely uh, what got me started like. Uh, becoming a game-making hobbyist and set me off on a lifelong journey on that was Half-Life uh, when I was at my buddy Maximilian's house, uh, and he was showing me... Shout out. Uh, <laughs> what? Shout out. <laughs> Shout out to Maximilian. Uh, he was showing me, like, the uh, Half-Life, like, uh, engine for, like, you know, level design. I was like, what yes. is this? And I, like, sat there, and I was, like, trying to, like, you know, make, like, a boxy level, and I was like, this is nuts. Uh, and that, that got me into, like, a Quake three years later. Uh, you know, uh, where I was messing around with like the Quake 3 engine because my other buddy gave me a book about uh, 3D modeling at yeah. the time. And I was like, I could learn to 3D model from a book. This would be great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as yeah. far as like uh, games that would benefit from like opening up their modding tools, I, I said this, I think, in one of our first pods. Uh, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Yeah. I, I think if Cyberpunk opened up there and they claim that they're going to do it, but they really haven't, they've done like a, a lot of half steps. Uh, but again, like I said, like the Venn diagram of people who like, you know, computer programming and 3D modeling and then people who like cyberpunk, it's just the perfect circle. <laughs> so the yeah. community's really been opening up that game already and like really digging into it. But it's still not as accessible as like we're talking about of like a button to launch different things or load up different mods. Uh, what about you, man? Any Anything you sure. want to reminisce about games that... Uh, sure, sure. You modded, uh, 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 you know, you're looking forward to that would benefit from. So, there's like there's a there's been total conversions of like Doom, uh, that that I've I've loved in the past, and I want to give like and there's other 
other games that really like rocket arena was like one of the original mods that was fantastic uh but i want to give a, a special nod to a total conversion mod that I, I it got a full release but i've never seen the community truly latch onto it and that game was tremulous it was a uh asymmetrical like it kind of like natural selection but they did it a little differently because it had up uh, game names dude. it had uh <laughs> it had like an rts <laughs> element too with base building when you're the alien uh, but it was also a first person sh- first person shooter, right? So like two two different game styles, like nearly three different games play styles that that really lent itself to just these like really creative maps where you were building like your your bases and your hives and stuff where it was almost like an RTS level of creation where you could like run through these bases like like boots on the ground soldier whether you're on the alien side or the human side fighting these aliens and uh, the game was super fun, and it had a small, tight-knit community, and it was punishing as hell. Like, to, to fight, like, a single alien that was also user-created, you had to, like, really coordinate on the human side to kill one person, you know? It, it required such cooperation and such, uh, like, like team play that I think no other game has really come close to that level of uh, co-op where it's all users than Tremulus did. So special shout-out to that. Um... Um, I, I doubt there's a community for it still, but I, I, there's been a lot of good memories with that game of staying up very late, playing it with uh, some people that I met online. So good times on that. Now, as far as a game, <laughs> now as far <laughs> as a game that should open itself up, um, this game I talked about it for like this will be the third podcast in a row, honestly. Um, Doom Eternal. They, they have like the weird builder system at one point. That was like uh, the... Doom, that was. Uh, doom 2016 it had the snap map which which had a lot of which actually had a lot of cool stuff i couldn't believe it didn't come back for doom eternal or something to like the original doom created deathmatch it 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 created total conversion mods it created full like level design full like you could do whatever the fuck you wanted with it doom 3 you could do whatever the fuck you wanted with it doom 2016 they added snap maps snap maps so it was you know a lot more limited but you could still do whatever the fuck you wanted with it doom eternal comes out and it's so locked down i haven't seen any mod for this game that's worth it other than like model replacements right um like for a game to start all of this and not have any user input is is such a missed opportunity i feel and i'm and this might be coming because i'm still salty as hell about the loss of the invasion mode <laughs> like yeah. uh, can i just mod this in here it would have literally uh, given your game more legs uh you I know obviously just looking at the metrics on the back end like as we talk about this like how many salty grugnards are there that are gonna like mod games like yeah honestly like in the world like maybe true. like two hundred thousand. true and they're like spread across all the games. Yeah. So uh, th- this is so Doom Eternal. It's like, and... where, like uh, you feel like it's huge until yeah. like you start like because you're in it because we're in it because we're in the community. But like if you like take an objective step back, like yeah, the biggest uh, you know peep content creators and modders that are out there putting out stuff, they're only getting like you know fifty thousand, hundred thousand views on like the biggest video on the biggest players. Sure. Uh, and that's not a lot. Like it's a lot, but it's not a lot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're you're right. And you know, I uh, so this is I, I just. But I, I think it's like you're saying though. It's a missed opportunity. It's like uh, they're looking at a spreadsheet instead of uh, what they're getting out of it. Yeah. Uh, and so like they did the metrics. Looking, 
and uh, more people play the single player. You know, like, but yeah. if you look at Doom 2016 and the snap map, their multiplayer wasn't made by them. They, they outsourced it to certain affinity, and the multiplayer, while okay, it didn't feel like Doom. Um, so the fact that they brought multiplayer in house and then they decided to make to ditch deathmatch, and they had a reason going, we don't have to do the same thing just because it was in the last game. I'm like. Yeah, you don't, but your like model of shooting is so unique, it would be super fun to have all of this in a deathmatch environment. We got battle mode. Okay, that would be great as a separate mode, sure, but you could have still added deathmatch. So, you know, there's, there, there's a lot of just... That's businessmen making game design decisions. They're looking at spreadsheets. Yeah, yeah they... Uh, and they're like, we'll just outsource this. Uh, nobody wants that. Look at the numbers. Yeah, yeah. So that's what they said with the invasion. Well, they're like more people play our single player, so we'll be happier. With, they'll be happier with uh, more single player content of the horde mode, which I thought it would be co op. But from more things that have come out, it's most likely going to be a single player horde mode. Which okay, uh, you know, uh, and I, I, I might might be in the minority, but um, I feel like I got bait and switched with that. You know, and I. Someone is going to take that up because it's a great idea to have a FPS with like invasions and you taking over the like grunts or demon enemies or whatever and trying to kill the player. Uh, Dark Souls did it. I'm surprised no one else has has like aped this idea. So someone else is, and it it could have been you. You you you, you it could be you. the ball. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're, you're right. You're a listener out there right now. You're right. You're right. So, so if there's as a listener or a viewer who's who's watching this, if you make a game with an invasion mode that's an FPS in a, where you can invade the story, uh, I'm buying your game, man. That's like you got you got one purchase right there. So, mm. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. But yeah, Doom Eternal is my is my pick for opening up the game. <gasps> but yeah, bro, that's that's it. So um, in a pot. That hour goes by. We're now on the uh, Apple podding, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. At the time of the release, was, should be our first first episode that um, gets on Apple Podcasts. We are on every major podcast network, so it, it took. We're now you know, out there. We're finally twenty plus episodes, but we did it. <laughs> yeah. So finally made it. Excitement for that. So um, you know, now now I can say that Expanded. we are on everything. Uh, I believe We're next episode. Spotify's. Apple, yep. uh, Stitcher, uh, podcast. Yeah, we're around yeah, the right. corner. We're down the street. We're, up we're the panhandling for change on the. <laughs> yeah, dude. We yeah, got man, crisis actors in the car with us, uh, looking for money at the exactly at the department stores, dude. Exactly, exactly. I'll sleep on concrete. Yep, yep. So next episode is our season one finale. Um, it's where I hope everybody comes back yeah, it'll be a good good reminisce and we're gonna look back at these past 20 plus episodes and uh is that what we're doing? reminisce oh yeah oh yeah and Are we doing uh, like a, this is your life type of thing yes out? yes it'll be amazing right, announcing it here <laughs> we, we announce you have to do it then that's true that's true I'm forcing it all right guys for uh i'm mr gimpy this is chipped monk we're, like, we are the Combo Mambo. Follow, like, subscribe, tell share. <laughs> tell your mama. Yeah, yeah shit told my mom. She's friend of the people at work. Tell like your baby's mama. Like the world's finest chocolate bars, you know? Just to, like, tell it to the work. Just get get that growth. There it is. Get them moist candy bars. <laughs> <laughs>
This is going to be dry as fuck. All right, guys. So like, share, subscribe, follow, do everything. Like about the candy bar on the dashboard on a warm summer day. <laughs> on that note, subscribe, you bitch. Later. Peace. <laughs>